Welcome to the New Life Podcast. Here we want you to experience the grace of God. So through this sermon, we hope to come alongside you as you grow in your relationship with Jesus. To learn more about New Life, please visit our website at newlifeonline.org. Here's today's message. Well, as we get going this morning, we are starting a brand new series. It's called James 119, right? Very, very creative series that we're doing. And, uh, and what we're doing is we are getting into this singular verse this time. And so over the last eight weeks, what we've done is we've taken you through the whole Bible in, in the span of eight weeks. So now we're t- turning things and we're giving you one verse for three weeks. So uh, very different than what we've been doing, but it is a beautiful, beautiful verse that we see in Scripture that I think each of us should know deeply, should have in our hearts. And I pray that as you go through this series, that God is going to help you to learn how to relate rightly with others in your communication. Right? That's something we've talked about in the past, how God wants us to relate rightly with others. It's a mark of a Christian to learn how to relate rightly with others, to, to learn how to have good relationships, to learn how to not um, have chaos in the midst of those relationships. And it's something that we all have to learn. It's something that I'm still learning, I'm not good at. Uh, it's something that I'm sure we all could take a course in. And so over these next couple of weeks, what I'm hoping and praying for this series is that as we look at this verse, that God would deposit some things in our heart that are really gonna help us in our relationships that are really going to help us to do better when it comes to our marriages, our friendships, all the way around, that this verse, that as God deposits it in our hearts, that it'll take our relationships to another level, that God will do something in our hearts that'll help us and help us to get better in all of those areas. So let's read this morning the text of this series, and it's James 1.19, it says this. It says, my dear brothers and sisters, take note of this, Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Let me, let me repeat that last part again. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. So as I said, over the next three weeks, we're going to be focusing in on this verse, hitting it hard, talking about what this means for us, talking about how we can apply it to our lives. But over the next three weeks, I want to ask you to commit to something, to memorizing this verse, to memorizing this one singular verse over the next three weeks, because scripture memorization is important. It's important for you to memorize a verse like this, because let's think of an example in here of what could happen, right? You're at church, And somebody comes up and starts talking to you, and they start critiquing you, and without ever giving, asking for permission to critique you, right? And suddenly you're boiling inside, right? You're like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say something mean. I'm gonna cuss in church. Oh my gosh. And in that moment, you can go back to this verse, and you could say, Lord. Help me to be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry in this situation. And there's so many times that we can do that, right? When we're in the grocery store line and you have the coupon lady in front of you who has thousands of coupons, and right? You just, man, you just want your one gallon of milk. Your one gallon of milk. Lord, help me to be slow to speak and slow to be angry, Lord. And there's so many moments in life where we can use this verse in our lives 
let's just be honest, right? Probably on the way here, as there was chaos happening in the van in the back seat. Lord, I'm going to be slow to speak and slow to anger for you moms out there. And what a mom verse, right? Help me to be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry. Would you deposit that in my heart today? And so here we are getting into this first. And today we're going to be spending some time just really talking about the first part of it, which is listening. Would we be quick to listen? Would we be quick to listen? So let me ask you that question. Are you quick to listen? Are you a good listener when it comes to the relationships? If you were to take stock in the relationships around you and the people you have friendships with, would they consider you a good listener? Are you the talker? Are you the one that's always bloop, 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 bloop? That always has something to say. They're waiting to get a word in. They're waiting to tell you what they're going through, but... Oh, time's up. I got to go. I just spent the last hour talking. Are you a good listener? Because the mark of a good Christian is to be a good listener. I'm confident of it. And we'll get into a little bit of why here in a little bit. But I found that in relationships, if we're not good listeners, that miscommunication happens very often. Have you noticed that? Miscommunications happen very often if we're not good listeners. Not only that, but I think people feel unloved if we're not good listeners. That there's a love dynamic here. That if we're good listeners, people feel cared about. They feel loved. And if we're not, they don't. And so there's a lot here when it comes to relationships that we need to look at. But I think, first off, let's, let's talk about that miscommunication thing. I mean, I was, just, I was talking to a friend a couple of years ago, and he was telling me about just the funny miscommunication that he had with his wife. And we've all had those, and we all have those with friends and, and those moments where we're, we're kind of listening, but we're really not. And so he's scrolling on his phone, looking at sports stuff, looking at Instagram reels, and so here he is looking through stuff and his wife's talking to him about what she wants for dinner that night. And she's going on and on about how she wants these cheesy shells that she's just craving them, you know. She used to have them as a kid and she wants these cheesy shells, kind of like mac and cheese but with shells. And she's, she's, she's describing it, you know. And he's just like, yeah, mm-hmm, yep, yep. You know what I'm talking about? And so he's... He's sitting there and she says, can you go to the store and buy this stuff so that I could have my shells? Sure, honey. Yeah, I'd love to. And he puts down his phone and he gets into go mode. He's like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm scoring tonight. I am going to, to win a point here in my wife's book of just, you know, uh, she's going to pat me on the back and say, you're such a good husband because you went to the store and bought me what I wanted and everything, right? So, so he's excited. He goes to the store. Right? I mean, we, we have this cheesy shells here. This is what she's expecting to have that night. She's pumped up. Yes, my cheesy shells, right? It's going to hit the spot. And so Eric, my friend, he goes to the store and he comes back and he's excited because, you know, he's doing something nice and going to the store for his wife to get what she wants. And this is what he comes back with, okay? Taco shells. So he missed the whole first part of that conversation of what she wanted, and so he comes back with taco shells, and she's like, did you not hear? Like, I wanted macaroni and cheese shells, you know, like that whole thing. And it was just such a miscommunication, and it was something they could laugh about, of course. 
But how often does this happen with us in real life, right? How often does this happen as we relate with others to where they express a need and we totally miss it? We totally miss the need that they're expressing. They tell you how they're weary. And then you pile more on their plate because you weren't really listening. They tell you how they don't feel heard and you're scrolling on your phone as you talk to them. How many times do we not listen like we're supposed to? It's something that we can all get better at. It's something that we can all work towards, every single one of us. And so as I was thinking about this message, and I was talking to the Lord, and I just said, Lord, is there any passages that you think would be really helpful to get this idea of listening across? And, uh, and I felt like this was a passage that I was brought to, and we have to read between the lines a little bit in this, but I want you to see Jesus' heart here, and I want you to see um, how he values people. So Matthew 19, verses 13 through 15 It says, one day some parents brought their children to Jesus so he could lay his hands on them and pray for them. But the disciples scolded the parents for bothering him. But Jesus says, let the little children come to me. Don't stop them. For the kingdom of heaven belongs to those who are like these children. And he placed his hands on their heads and blessed them before he left. So I want you just to visualize this text And I want you just to imagine parents coming and bringing their children to Jesus. And I'm telling you, Jesus isn't just saying, putting a hand on them and saying, see you later. Jesus is getting down on their level. He's talking to them. He's listening to them. They're telling them about what's important to him. And Jesus is zoned in on these kids. Why are the disciples mad here? The disciples are mad because they think Jesus has more important things to do, right? They think, Jesus, you've got this whole ministry thing. We've got to travel all over, changing the world. You don't got time for kids. What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you, parents? Can't you see Jesus has more important things to do than listen to your kids, talk about what's important to them? and how they like to draw pictures, and how they like to build things, and Jesus has more important things to do. And I love Jesus' reaction because he's saying, guys, these kids are important. It's worth me taking time to listen to them. That's important. Because each and every one of these kids is made in the image of God. They're important. They matter. They are people who matter. And you're over here saying, I shouldn't have time for them because there's more important things. No, they are what it's all about. People is what it's all about. And so what I want you to see is that the way you value people, the way you think about people, the way you love people and see people is going to affect your listening ear towards those people. So if you don't love people well, if you don't see people through the lens that God wants you to see them, you won't be a good listener. You'll be on your phone the whole time that they're talking. You won't value what they have to say because you'll think, eh, it's not that important. But if you begin to view everybody through the lens that God wants you to view them in, the way that Jesus did, 
and say, wow, this is a really important person. Wow, this is a person that God made. This is a person that matters. This is a person. And as we begin to view people in that way, suddenly when they sit across from us, we have a different kind of mindset. And that mindset is I'm going to listen well. This is an important person. No distractions. They matter. And we can go into the conversation the way that Jesus would. And so as I looked at this passage, I saw Jesus' heart for people. And it's not only here that he does it. He does it throughout Scripture, but he's willing to stop his busy schedule. He's willing to stop and listen to people. And so here's the question. Are you willing to stop your busy schedule to listen to somebody? Are you willing to stop your to-do list to take a knee with a kid and listen to what's going on in their lives? Are you willing to pause and to say, you know what, I've got a lot going on, but, you know, this matters more right now. Are you willing to do that in the life of somebody? Because that's what Jesus is calling us to. He's calling us to this act of love. And I want you to remember that listening, it's an act of love. It's an act of love. In the world that we live in, there's so many of us, so many of us that feel so lonely. They can walk in church on Sunday morning and sit in this room and talk to people and leave here and feel so lonely. Listening is an act of love. You can make an impact in someone's life by listening to them. You can make an impact in someone's life by taking a five-minute break and saying, okay, I'm just going to listen in to what's going on in your life for five minutes. What an impact that you can make if you begin to do that in the lives of others. But I think sometimes we have that mindset that we're more important, that our schedule's more important, that what we have going on is way more important. And yes, there needs to be some of that at times, okay? We can't just open up our schedule to every single person. There has to be some wisdom involved in this. But at the same time, there's some times when the Holy Spirit's going to prompt you to stop and to listen to somebody, to love somebody through the act of listening. And, uh, and we have to be mindful of that and do well at that whenever that time comes. So listening is an act of love. So are you loving people well through the act of listening? Are you loving people well in that area? Because that's what God is calling us to do. Not only that, but listening, it's an others-centered choice. An others-centered choice. And I think of those moments in my life where people chose to be others-centered, me-centered, and they chose to listen to me, and what a difference it made in my life. So as James talks here, he says, hey, be quick to listen. Man, isn't it full of life? Isn't it full of so much content, just that word? Be quick to listen. Be quick to listen because when you are quick to listen, people feel loved. Be quick to listen because when you listen well, your marriages will be better. Be quick to listen because when you listen well, people feel valued. Be quick to listen. It's an act of love. Be quick to listen. It's an other-centered choice. 
So let's discuss real quick just some ways that we can do this practically. What are some things that we can begin to do to do this practically? I think number one, it's important that we withhold judgment and criticism from the start of listening to somebody. So there's some times people are going to sit down and they're going to want to share what's going on in their life. And maybe you already know a little bit. And it'd be really easy for you to go into that conversation with an agenda. It'd be really easy for you to go into that conversation judging from the very, very start. But I love this verse from Proverbs. It's uh, chapter 18, verse 13. It says, to answer before listening, that is folly and shame. And so it's easy for us to just kind of come in and judge people. Somebody's talking to you about what's going on in their life and you're already coming up with a response in your head before they even finish their conversation. Or either that or you go into the conversation with five things you want to say. Like, oh, I'm going to let them have it. Coming into this, got this verse ready to go. And then they start talking and they start sharing their perspective and they start sharing their heart and they start sharing, they're like, wow, this doesn't even fit. What I came up with before doesn't even doesn't even fit. So, so I think that's really important, right, to withhold judgment and criticism from the start of your listening to someone. That Hey, I'm just going to listen here with no agenda. I'm going to listen here with no pre-canned responses. I'm going to listen here, and then I'll respond, and then I'll respond. Number two is, is to keep calm. Keep calm. As you're listening, right, you get excited, you get angry maybe, And it's important that you keep calm. Proverbs 19.11, it says, A person's wisdom yields patience. It is to one's glory to overlook an offense. And there's sometimes as you're communicating with people in the real world where they're going to say something that you don't like as you are listening. They're going to say something that you don't agree with. They're going to say something that you don't like. They're going to say something mean because they're hurting and hurting people hurt others. And so here you are listening in And you need to remain calm. Remain calm. An active listener remains calm. But number three, be an active listener. Be an active listener. So what does that mean? What does it mean to be an active listener? Well, I think being an active listener is a little bit different than just listening. You can sit there and stare at somebody and it looks like you're really engaged But what active listening is, is it's being really creative about the questions that you ask. So what are those questions that you can ask as people are talking to show your engagement, to show that you are listening? And not only that, but to get clarification on some things that they're saying. Because there's some times where people are talking and maybe you didn't get something. And rather than just saying in your head, well, I don't really get that, you can just say, hey, explain that a little bit more. What did you mean by you felt like this? Because I'm not grasping it. And you ask little questions like that. You know who was the master at asking questions? Jesus. Jesus was so good about asking people questions about how they felt. And I think sometimes the questions that Jesus asked, they weren't so that he could know. He was asking questions so that other people could know. He was asking questions so that other people could grasp what they were feeling, so that other people could begin to heal, so that other people the person that he was listening to could be transformed by that. 
So Proverbs 20, verse 5, it says it like this. It says, the purposes of a person's heart are deep waters, but one who has insight draws them out. One who has insight draws them out. So what I mean by that, one who has insight draws them out. I think an easy question for you to ask sometimes is, or for, uh, a statement for you to say is, can you tell me more? That little thing that you just said, can you tell me more about that? That draws out more, that draws out a depth in the conversation. And it allows you to be a better listener when you ask the right kind of questions. A person of understanding will be able to draw others out with questions. It's not just yes or no questions. You're asking questions that are open-ended. You're asking questions that allow the person to talk, that allow the person to understand, and that make them feel listened to and cared for. Asking the right kind of questions makes a big difference. But number four here is paraphrase and summarize. To be a good listener, you must be able to tell a person what they've just told you before you talk about what you need to talk about. So being quick to listen rather than just getting into your response and saying, well, this is what I think. This is what you should do. You say, let me just tell you what, how I comprehended what you just said. Let me just tell you. And you just begin to take a moment and tell them what they just told you in a small way. And as you do that, they know that they were heard. They know that you listened to them. They know that you understood them. They, they feel understood. And there's something special about feeling understood, isn't there? When you're across from somebody and you feel understood, it doesn't mean that they agree with you 100%, but they understood where you're coming from. They understood your heart. They understood what you said. It makes you feel cared for. And so by you paraphrasing and summarizing something for someone, man, that makes them feel loved. It makes them feel cared for. And so are you an active listener? Are you a, a listener who's able to regurgitate what you just said and, and tell, them, tell that back to them? Because before you speak, it's important to listen, to get all the facts, to hear their heart, to know the background. You know, often I go back to this story of my friend John, and, and for so many times, right, people sat across from John, and they judged him. And they judged him so harshly because of who he was and how he responded and how he acted. And, and, and I've told this story here a few times, but I just think it just fits with this story. Because what happened in John's life when he was a kid is he walked into his garage and his mom had committed suicide, and he witnessed that, right? He, he witnessed the aftermath of that, and it impacted his life so, so greatly. And from that point on, his life was impacted, and hurting people hurt others, and it affected the, his relationships every step of the way, and it affected everything. So oftentimes, as people were listening, trying to listen to John, they would come in with an agenda, they would come in with this idea of, this guy. But understanding his background, understanding where he comes from, it helped me to be a better listener. And it helped me to look past the junk that other people saw and to say, John, I'm willing to listen here. And I believe my listening, it made a difference in John's life. It made a difference in John's life. 
me showing care and love and somebody who along the way, everybody judged him, that me showing up and listening, it made a difference in his life. And so the question is, who can you be a listener to this week? Is there somebody in your life, maybe there's a a mom out there who's struggling, they've got young kids, can you be a listening ear to one of those moms? Or maybe there's a person out there who you know lost their mom this year or recently. And this week, you can be a listening ear to that individual. And you can comfort them, and you could be with them and just listen to what they have to say. Who can you listen to this week? Because listening is an act of love. Jesus was so good at it. And we want to be more and more like Jesus. So one of the best gifts that you can give a mother on Mother's Day, I think, is the gift of a listening ear. Are you willing to sit back and just listen to their heart? Listen to what they have to say. Listen to what their frustrations are. Listen to what their goals are. Listen to what their dreams are. What a gift to a mom if you're willing to give them that. But what a gift to any human being if you're willing to give them that. So let's do better about being good listeners.